0: The EPL show on the Soccer Gambling Podcast is brought to you by BetQL. BetQL is the home for the info you need to make yourself a smarter, better. NBA, college basketball and the NHL, they have got you covered. Just go to BetQL.com and use the promo code SGP30. That's BetQL.com and the promo code SGP30 for 30% off. We're also brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Better Than Vegas is the home for avid sports bettors, providing insights, analysis and free betting picks. Better than Vegas, it's like YouTube for sports betting. Make sure you subscribe to our page so you never miss a pick. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. And finally, we'll also brought to you by Better Edge. Better Edge is a stock exchange for bets, allowing you to buy and sell positions like a stock market. The best part is it allows you to bet with no VRG. That's right, no VRG betting that's legal in 40 states. Sign up at betteredge.com and use the promo code Edge. Sgp for a free ten dollar bet. That's Better Edge, spelled B E T T O R Edge dot com, and the promo code Sgp. You are listening to. The EPL show here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. You can follow the Soccer Gambling Podcast on Twitter at SGPSoccer. That's at SGP Soccer. Also, check out my website, lockbetting.com, where my clients are absolutely cruising to their 93rd month of consecutive transparent track profit. It's not even a sweat this month. There hasn't been ups and downs, there've only been ups. We've only had three losing days so far, and it's largely been in part two the tennis Australian Open and the NBA plays. We've won for 17. Out of 19 nights so far in the NBA, we are maintaining our 78% in the NHL for the season. I expected that to dip. I definitely expected some regression there, but my NHL guy is excellent. And in the tennis so far, in the Australian Open, we've had 10 winning days and two losing days. And we are destroying our futures. A 2.5 unit winner on Medvedev to win his quarter. And we are guaranteed to have the winning pick in the men's side of the draw because we took both Medvedev and Djokovic. Medvedev pre-tournament and Djokovic, when it looked like he was injured and he moved out to bigger than four to one, we took a half unit on him. That was actually a free play. So if you go over to lockbetting.com, whatever package you're on, be it the top package or be it even the the $3 package, you would have got that futures play on Djokovic. So you may cash on Sunday unless Medvedev wins, but my top level clients are going to cash anyway. And we more also may have the women's winner. I don't usually like to play the WTA, but I had a really, really strong feeling that Osaka was going to win and Osaka plays in the final against Brady tomorrow morning. So we could sweep the winners of this tournament if Osaka wins. We are guaranteed to sweep the winners of this tournament. I don't know why you guys didn't listen to the tennis shows we used to do. We did tennis shows over on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network and the listenership was pretty bad even though we were hammering all of the locks over. Over there, I had tennis experts coming on with me. We were destroying tennis, and we continue to do that privately and exclusively for LockBetting.com clients. But I don't understand why the numbers for that show was so poor. So, if you want to get on board with winning this money that we win in the tennis, if you at least want a future show for the Grand Slams then get in touch with the guys over at the SGP Network. That's at the SGP Network on Twitter. Drop them a DM, drop them a message and say you want tennis back, at least in time for the French Open, Grand Slam and Wimbledon. And of course, we have the US Open later on in the year because we are really, really strong in that sport. My three best sports are the NBA, tennis and boxing. I am making ridiculous money in those sports. I'm always over 70% in those sports obviously I do soccer here and I do soccer because nobody's better at breaking down soccer but soccer is a very very difficult sport to maintain a high winning percentage in and obviously sometimes if you even if you do have a high winning percentage sometimes you're laying a lot of juice I tend not to do that I tend to keep my picks under minus 200 some guys are are faking it and giving you a lot a lot of minus money plays that are, are massive massive odds on winners but I don't do that here unless I'm parlaying a couple of certainties to Together. But I think um, I have as high a percentage as can possibly be expected from anyone that calls themselves a, a soccer expert. But I am actually stronger in three other sports. And if you do sign up at Lockbetting.com, you will go on to find that out. I would recommend now waiting until the 1st of March, because I'm going to be honest with you, it's not worth getting billed for the eight days we have remaining this month, unless unless you have one of those uh, books that allow you to play WWE because we have WWE Elimination Chamber tomorrow. We have some. We also have some boxing at the weekend. We have some UFC. Um, we have lots of soccer. We have the Australian Open final, but I don't know if we're going to be playing any more on that because we are riding out our future. So there is a lot of stuff still to come, but I would say... It all hinges on WWE. If you can play WWE Elimination Chamber, sign up because you will make a bunch of money on Sunday night. But if you can't, then wait and sign up on March the 1st as we go for our 94th consecutive month of Transparent Track Profit over at lockbetting.com. Moving on with the show here, I've not covered the Leeds game here because it kind of crept up on me. I've been producing so much soccer content with Champions League, going on to locker room. We've had the Europa League as well. I, I, I'm also moving house at the moment. I'm trying to um, to get my stuff moved into the apartment, trying to get my broadband st- sorted so I can start doing um, videos and whatnot for the for the Sports Gambling Podcast as well. So once I have got my affairs in order You will be seeing a lot more of me. It's just a case of getting those affairs in order, getting organised and finally getting settled and moved into this flat. And it has been an absolute nightmare because of Covid. I actually had my offer accepted on this flat over a year ago, which is when I gave up my place that I was renting. And then the chain broke down because there's a chain of people when you buy a property, they need to be moving out into another place. And the people that are moving out of that place that they're buying needs to be moving into another place. And somewhere it broke down because of financial restraints that COVID put on people because people didn't have other places to move. The people that I were. Would- I was buying from. They lost their place and had to find somewhere else while I was waiting. And in between that, I was between hotels and my dad. My son actually loved living in hotels, getting me cooked breakfast from the hotel in the morning, ordering room service. But I was pretty bored of it by then, eating shit constantly, not going to the gym because the gyms are locked down from COVID, having to go and stay at my dad's a couple of days a week to get my fucking washing done by his um, by his girlfriend. It's just been like a nightmare. It's been a case of Living like um, you're on a you're like some sort of business traveler, and then also being 14 years old again, like being back in your old bedroom at your dad's. It's just been a crazy year, and it's be good to get settled now. At least sports didn't stop, and that still continued on despite there's been despite the fact there's been chaos everywhere else, and we've been able to watch sport, and we've been able to gamble throughout. But yeah, it's been a nightmare for me, particularly bit chaotic. But hopefully, we will get back on track now as I move into that apartment, get settled down, and we'll be able to produce as much content as I like as we head towards the peak season for soccer. We have the end of the Champions League, the Europa League, the end of the domestic seasons, and after that, of course, we have Euro 20 slash Euro 2021. Still have no idea how that tournament will look. They're still trying to play it across 12 countries, but obviously we have this crazy COVID situation. I know we have vaccines, but I just don't see... 12 countries hosting a tournament across Europe with full capacity stadiums. I still think this is going to be somewhat of a watered down situation, but I think either way, Euro 2021 will get played. So, in relation to content, we still will get a full breakdown of Euro 2021. So we're going to have a full soccer season, then a major soccer championship, and then a few weeks off before we get soccer back again. And then we do it all again as we head towards the 2022 World Cup from Qatar coming up after that. So it's going to be non stop soccer for the next year and a half here on the soccer gambling podcast. But let's move on to what we're here for this week. Week. we're going to look at this weekend's EPL action we begin on saturday not covering the uh, the Leeds game obviously because it's already happened it's southampton versus chelsea first at 12:30 on saturday and chelsea here are the 8 to 11 favorites to keep their good run going it's 19 to 5 on southampton and it's 14 to 5 here on the draw southampton are really really struggling at the moment and it's difficult for me to make a case for him here to get anything from this game. I still think that Chelsea are going to continue their good run here. It's difficult to score against Chelsea. They look very, very comfortable against Newcastle. The first half was obviously a better display than the second because they didn't add any more goals to it. But I think at that point, they were just very, very comfortable. At some point, they're going to have to increase their goal output but while they're not conceding goals, that's not going to be an issue. Chelsea have won each of their last four Premier League assignments, whereas Southampton have lost each of their last six Premier League games. So they have really suffered a big dip in form, did not recover from the 9-0 this time immediately like they did last season. Chelsea have scored exactly two goals in three of their last four matches. And that should be enough here to beat the Southampton team that have failed to score in any of their three. Uh, sorry, that have failed to score in three of their last six Premier League home fixtures. So, Chelsea here on the money line will be the play, and I think we're getting solid value at 8 to 11. There is better available. 8 to 11 is widely available, but there are 3 to 4s knocking about. There's even a 4 to 5, a couple of books that are trying to lure you in to get you to um, to sign up with them, but uh, readily available here at 3 to 4 and 8 to 11 here on Chelsea on the money line here for the 12.30 early kickoff on Saturday. Up next we look at Burnley versus West Brom, where Burnley are the eleven to ten favourites. It's twenty-three to ten to draw and it's twenty-nine to ten on West Brom. It's a game I think Burnley will be looking to, to win here. They they drew against Fulham at home in what would be regarded as a six-pointer. They want to get that gap back between themselves and Fulham because they don't want to get sucked in there. Brighton don't want to get sucked in there. Newcastle don't want to get sucked in there. These teams looked relatively safe because the bottom three looked clear-cut. It still looks clear-cut in terms of West Brom and Sheffield United, but Fulham are showing signs of life at the moment. In recent weeks, they did draw Burnley and they won away to Everton surprisingly, so they could still be a relegation fight going on at least for one position and if Burnley don't get sucked in they will have to win home games here and I do think they will get past West Brom but what I'm more certain of is that we go back to Burnley games going under here Burnley and West Brom have scored just 37 goals between them in 48 combined matches and seven of Burnley's last eight competitive home games have featured fewer than the three goals here that are on offer, the under 2.5. And Burnley have scored exactly one goal in each of their last 11 home matches. So I wouldn't be surprised to see Burnley getting that one goal and winning. So 1-0 here does represent some value at 7-1. But I like the under 2.5 goals here in this one and that is available at 7-10. Moving on to our next game here, and oh, sorry, I've lost my uh, page. Moving on to our next game here, we have the Merseyside Derby, the game of the week, I would say here, in my opinion. Well, there's Arsenal versus Manchester City on Sunday as well, so it is debatable, but definitely a big game here because it's the Merseyside Derby, and Liverpool are the 4-9 favourites to win it. It's 18-5 to five the draw, and it's 6-1 to one on Everton. I think people be wanting to plough on to um, onto Liverpool here because they usually do win the Merseyside derby. They definitely don't lose these games. Um, Everton have just come off the loss to Manchester City. Prior to that, they lost to home to Fulham. So people be looking to fade Everton. and be looking to back Liverpool, especially off the back of their win against Leipzig. People are obviously looking to hit Liverpool on runs and, and there have been some false thorns in this bad patch from Liverpool because there was a period where... They did manage to hammer West Ham away from home and that looked like they were on the route to recovery and then had some very bad results after that, including a 1-0 home defeat against Brighton. So it's very, very difficult to work this Liverpool team out because there have been peaks and valleys even during this bad run. But um, obviously during this period, the most... obvious thing that's happened is that they've dropped out of the title race and now they're in a struggle to make the top four and they'll be looking to, to win this Merseyside derby but I think there's so much value here. On taking Everton with a plus 1.5 start on the Asian handicap line. Look, Everton could avoid a defeat here, and that obviously is available at bigger odds. That's available here at 6 to 4. But I don't necessarily want to be on that because Liverpool do just about find a way to win this game, but they never, ever, ever destroy Everton. They always seem to just about get through, and a lot of these games finish as draws. 12 of the last 19 Merseyside derbies have ended all square and that will give you a cash. That will cash for you if you take Everton on the double chance here at 6-4 to four plus 150. But I'm going to be a little bit more safe here and I'm going to take Everton plus 1.5 because you can cash that with Liverpool winning by a single goal and that's available here at 4-6. to six. So you're essentially somewhat fading a Liverpool team that have won just two of their last 10 Premier League matches and Liverpool also winless in their last five home league matches whereas Everton are unbeaten away from home in seven Premier League fixtures. So where's they come into this on a bad patch with back-to-back home defeats they have been doing well away from home obviously Liverpool will dominate the ball here and Everton will make themselves difficult to break down that doesn't suit Liverpool like to fast counter they'll be pressing Everton here in order to win the ball high up the pitch but obviously it's easier now for, for for Everton to get out and if they do get out past that Liverpool midfielder and the holding midfielders and obviously previously I spoke about Thiago not not doing his job in that role in terms of being a very very solid block between between um, the Liverpool centre-backs and the midfield. And obviously that block is not there because still you're going to have to have the full-backs out doing what they do, which is pressing with the wingers. And that leaves wide spaces outside. And in order to counteract that, you do need solid holding midfielders and know what they're doing to bridge the gap between defenders and once they get past those midfielders the defenders need to be world class as well and so does the goalkeeper and the goalkeeper is usually in form what you've got at the moment is allison out of form you don't have the center backs that are usually there you've got jordan henderson who's your best holding midfielder playing at the back with a brand new signing he only signed in january and if he and if he doesn't play then you're going to be playing with youth team players so everything here is out of sync and it does set everton up nicely to break and everton Everton do break fast and they will love the opportunity to to win the ball here from a Liverpool team dominating possession and hitting them on counter-attacks throughout the game. So there are going to be opportunities here for Everton to score unless of course Liverpool completely dominate and Everton sit too deep much like Manchester United did and don't even look for the win. If that's the case, I do think Everton are making a mistake because although Man United got away with it, I do think Liverpool will get the breakthrough and we could see them winning this game by a single goal and therefore under 2.5 goals may cash depending on how how Everton set up and whether they are just desperate not to lose this game and not to lose to Liverpool again or whether they show some intent if they show some solid intent and defend a little bit higher up the pitch and believe in themselves and their away record that they bring into this they could honestly go and win this game because I'm not convinced that Liverpool are all of a sudden fixed just because they got a midweek win against RB Leipzig who weren't even at home the disadvantage for Leipzig there was that game was played at a neutral field so Liverpool essentially just beat Leipzig on a neutral field in, in Budapest op um Budapest yes and come back here and play a home game against Everton at a ground where they haven't won in five so I'm not going to be taking Liverpool four to nine definitely not uh, but I'm also not going to be taking Everton on the double chance even though I think they have a great chance of getting something they just somehow find a way to to fail to win this game or to lose this game and uh, I'm going to take Everton plus 1.5 here which is available at four to six and I think it represents some solid value Because so I'll be very very surprised if Liverpool managed to beat this Everton team by more than 2 goals especially with uh, Calvert-Lewin announced to return today. I thought that would that would um, cause some line movement in Everton's favor. It hasn't it hasn't done a thing. I think the public are just convinced that Liverpool back off the back of that win against Leipzig. I don't Everton 1.5 will be my play here at 4-6 in the Merseyside derby on Saturday. Up next, we look at Fulham versus Sheffield United, where Fulham are available here at five to four. It's eleven to five, the draw, and it's thirteen to five on Sheffield United. Fulham have been favoured up quite favourably by the bookies, who, who seem to respect Fulham uh, a lot of them. Um, A lot of the times, they've travelled to places. You have got some decent odds on the home teams, but you know what? You haven't been winning because Fulham have been managing to get results from those games. Fulham have had a plethora of draws and finally they turned a draw into a win against Everton and they did deserve to win that game. And here, I think this is a very, very good spot for them to get three points. If they want to get out of these relegation problems, they need to turn these draws into win. If you look at the last six games that they've played, they've only lost one of them, but they've drawn four and won one and that win came against Everton. Everton. I think the away win against Burnley is a solid result, but they need to build on what they've done in the last two games here by winning this one against the Sheffield United team, who are doomed to relegation. I feel they have lost ten of their last twelve Premier League away games this season, whereas Fulham have only lost one of their last six matches, as I just mentioned. And Sheffield United are the league's lowest scorers and have failed to find a net in four of their last five trips. And I really, really like this one to go under again, like the uh, like the Burnley game earlier. But I do lean towards. Fulham picking up the win here. I think the solid price at five to four. And I wouldn't be surprised to see a one or two nil win here for Fulham. One nil to Fulham is available in this one at seven to one if you fancy a bigger play. But I like Fulham on the money line along with the under here in this one. The final game that we're going to look at here for Saturday. Moving on to Sunday and we have an interesting London derby between West Ham and Tottenham where West Ham are actually the favourites at the moment. West Ham are available here at 6-4. to four. It's 23-10 to 10 on the draw and it's 13-8 to eight on Tottenham. Somehow I just don't see West Ham as the favourites here. I don't know how the books arrived at this other than recent form but Tottenham really really have had the upper hand in this fixture over the years and somehow I will think that they will find a way to, to win this game and that's not anything to do with the fact that they won the Europa League in midweek I don't see that as any kind of reason here I just feel that Tottenham will find a way to make the bookies look stupid for for making West Ham the favourites here and I, and I do think that this game should be priced up very very tightly but I still would have Spurs as the favourites here so I'm going to jump on Tottenham here uh, and on the on the draw no bet market as a pick which is available in this game at even money And I also like the both teams to score here, which is available at four to five. Both teams have actually scored in seven of West Ham's last 10 games. Both teams have notched in two of the last three Premier League meetings between the two teams. I actually went to a a 3-2 meeting between these two teams, which was Mourinho's first game in charge back in 2019. West Ham have scored at least once in each of their last 11 Premier League home games, whereas Tottenham, are unbeaten in seven of their last eight meetings with West Ham. So, as you said, they've got a very, very good record against West Ham and I just don't see West Ham as favourites. I think that this selection on Tottenham as a pick is either going to push or Tottenham are going to find a way to get back on track and win this game. They need to get back on track. They're sitting ninth in the Premier League table at the moment, whereas West Ham are fifth, but they at one point drifted into the Champions League positions. They they had a very, very good season, but I think normalisation and stabilisation will eventually occur and And uh, when the league table is, is printed on the final day of the season, Tottenham Hotspurs are going to be above West Ham United, I assure you, despite the fact it doesn't look like that at the moment. I do think in the end we will see the normalisation and um, these two teams will end up swapping places, although that does not necessarily mean that Tottenham are going to secure a Champions League spot because they have a lot of work to do before that can come to play. Their best chance of doing that may perhaps come through the Europa League and they are actually favourites to win the Europa League this season, although that was largely in part to the easy draw that they had. If you go and look at the Europa League odds now, you will see off the back of Manchester United destroying Sausage that the Man United have been reinstalled as the favourites to win the Europa League. But Tottenham do have a great shout in that competition. I think Manchester United and Tottenham are the best two teams and it could be between one of those two. Um, so therefore, that does represent their best chance of Champions League football, especially after 23 games in with only 15 games to go. You're sitting ninth in the Premier League table. But things can change very, very quickly as we've seen, but coming into this this game, West Ham are actually six points ahead of Tottenham. But as I said, I'm very, very confident that by the end of the season, Spurs will finish above West Ham in the table. Up next, we have another derby. It's a Midlands derby where Leicester are travelling to Aston Villa. Leicester are the six to five favourites here. It's five to two to draw, and it's 21 to 10 on Villa. Difficult game this one because you never know what Aston Villa are going to turn up unless they have been a little bit inconsistent as of late. You could see them losing the the top four unless they find a little bit more consistency because I don't think that Liverpool are going to be this bad for the rest of the season. And you have to assume that Manchester United are going to be in there and you have to assume that Chelsea are going to occupy one of these spots now with their improvements. So as far as Leicester go... It could end up being a battle between themselves and Liverpool. And you have to assume that Liverpool are going to get better. We saw Man United, Pip Leicester to... Fourth place last season. Leicester don't want to go through that again. So they have to stay ahead of Liverpool. And I'm not saying that means that this is a must-win game, because Aston Villa have shown their very, very good and competent side this season. I think this one will see both teams scoring, but I also like the price here on the draw at 13 to 5. This Villa team have lost just once in five league games at home, whereas Leicester have lost just one of their twelve Premier League away assignments this season. The Foxes have actually drawn three of their last five matches on the road, however, which is what I was just talking about, a little bit of a dip. And Villa themselves here have averaged 1.3 goals per 90 minutes across the last six home league games. So I do think they'll be able to find the net here. I wouldn't be surprised to see this play out as a 1-1 as a draw because I'm not confident that this one's going to be a goal fest that goes over. But at the same time, I do see both teams scoring and I find it difficult to pick a winner. This is very, very much the same way that I picked and, and handicapped on locker room the, the game between Burnley and Fulham and uh, I said that there was enough data there for both teams to score but there was enough data there also for an under and it was difficult to pick a winner it's pretty much the same analysis as that game in terms of um, looking at these two obviously the statistical data is very very different because these two teams are doing well but I still arrived at a 1-1 draw in that one and I'm doing the same here in this one so the draws available at 13 to 5 and the 1-1 draw specifically is available at 7 to 1 because I just don't see anything between these two teams at Villa Park if I was to pick a winner, I would think Leicester might edge it. But um, but for me, I do think this will be a draw because of the data as well and because it is a derby. It's a Midlands derby. Derbies are very, very tight affairs by nature. We've got three of them this weekend with Liverpool versus Everton, Aston Villa versus Leicester, the one I just covered a second ago with the West Ham and Tottenham. So they should all be interesting games this weekend. Debatably the game of the week though, it's Aston Villa versus Manchester City. But given Manchester City's form, they should go on and win this game comfortably. But we'll see what happens. They have struggled against Arsenal before Arsenal knocked them out of the FA Cup semi-final last season. They are the eleven to two underdogs to win this game, though. It's ten to three to draw, and it's one to two on Manchester City. For me, I like the price here on the over. I know Manchester City conceded a goal in midweek and um, I look for them to concede a goal here again because obviously Aubameyang found his form last weekend against Leeds and uh, I do think Arsenal will be able to find a net here. But ultimately, Arsenal are coming back from a Europa League trip. So again, Manchester City have an advantage here. So I could see Manchester City winning and both teams scoring. That is available at 5-2. to two. But ultimately, I like the over here at four to five. They've got the over at four to five and the under at evens and I'm not sure why So I'm not thinking that this is going to be a tight cagey game here at all. Even though Arteta has recently done that against bigger teams. I just don't think that um, that we're going to see that here because Manchester City are going to have so much of the ball and it's going to be difficult for Arsenal to, to, to be cagey. And also I don't see why Arsenal would, would, would do that at the moment. They've really got nothing to lose. It's very, very, very unlikely that they're going to secure a Champions League position this season from tenth place. Therefore, I think their biggest route into the Champions League comes via the Europa League. Anyway, that's their only hope of a trophy. Out of the FA Cup, they are out of the the League Cup. They're not in the League Cup final, so it's Europa League or bust. So they may as well go for it here in the Premier League. And I do believe that's what we're going to see here at the weekend. I don't think we're going to see a tight and cagey affair. Although Arsenal obviously be a little bit wary because this Manchester City team have won each of the last 17 games in all competitions. But their clean sheet record has slipped slightly. They have only kept three clean sheets in their last nine matches away from home. Um, But again, more data that favors City. They have beaten Arsenal twice this season, once in the league and once in the Carabao Cup and they have scored exactly 3 times against Arsenal in 3 of the club's last 6 encounters so it wouldn't surprise me to see them cash the over by themselves. Over 2.5 goals is going to be the play here at 4-5, as I pray that that is an Arsenal win. So I don't just want to tack on Manchester City and both teams to score, although I do think that would be the most likely outcome. But I'm going to take my official play here as just the over 2.5 at 4-5, because I think there's solid value there, and it still allows me to pray for an Arsenal win here in this one on Sunday. Closing out with the final game, we're going to look at oh sorry, there's a game on Monday between Brighton and Crystal Palace. So um, the final game on Sunday then is going to be Manchester United versus Newcastle. Where Man United are relevant one to four. It's nineteen to four to draw. And it's ten to one here on Newcastle. For me, um, Manchester United are very, very difficult to to predict. I did not see a four 0 win coming against Real Sociedad, and as a Man United support, I never know what team's going to turn up. I could look at the data here. I could take Man United to nil and think surely we don't concede against Newcastle. I could take Manchester United on the handicap line minus one point five and say that we beat them by at least two goals. Yeah, I could easily do that, but. Am I going to be really surprised if I see my team conceding a goal after two minutes to Newcastle from a corner? And like much like we conceded against West Brom, that didn't surprise me at all. So it does make things very, very difficult here. Um... I see Manchester United winning this game and I see over 2.5 goals and I like the fact that I can tack that on here um, because that goal can come from Newcastle or that can come from Man United just doing what they should do and beating this team comfortably. So I don't really have too much more analysis on this. This is a game that Manchester United have to win and I think they will win here against Newcastle but I'm just not confident taking any kind of clean sheet or handicap play in this one knowing that it is Manchester United but I do think that we will see over. Three three goals in this one given the fact that both teams struggle to defend. The final game on Monday is that Brighton Palace game. It's 7 to 10 Brighton, 13 to 5 the draw and 17 to 4 on Crystal Palace. For me, this is a very, very simple under. This is two teams that fail to score. And this is even somewhat of a derby, even though Brighton aren't in London. They are very, very close to Crystal Palace based on where Crystal Palace are in London. And this is usually a tight game that doesn't have a lot of goals. Obviously, Palace are still missing Zaha, so I'm not going to take him here to win this game. So I'm going to take a play here on the under, which is available at four to six here in this one. That concludes this edition of the EPL show. The EPL show we've Back again next weekend. There'll be no EPL in midweek because we will be covering the Champions League. We'll be covering the second round of first legs. And then the following week, we'll be covering the second leg of first legs. So the next EPL show will be next weekend, along with Das Bundesliga show. This week's Bundesliga show is currently available now. So next weekend we will have an EPL show and a Bundesliga show. And then again on Tuesday, we'll have a Champions League show covering the second leg. So this coming week. We've got those first legs coming. Of course, there's a bonus show that I will need to mention, and that is the fight show, which will be available next weekend. It's going to be covering the Canelo Alvarez fight. Now, usually, I only do one fight show a month, and I chose to cover the Canelo fight over the UFC card, main evented by Kamara Usman. No disrespect to Kamara Usman, but uh, Canelo Alvarez is the biggest combat force Combat sports fighter in the world. So I chose to do that on the fight show. But I have been told moving forward, I will be able to do more than one edition of a fight show a month. If it's something where there's a big, big crossover of two events and we do have uh, a big boxing fight and we do have a big UFC card, especially a UFC pay per view, I will be able to do more editions of the fight show over on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. So that's good news for you guys. A lot of guys were asking me, Where's the UFC? Where's the UFC podcast? Where's the fight show? That was the reason why I didn't do it. I made the choice. If I was only going to do one a month, I wanted to cover Canelo over a main event featuring Kamara Usman, even though, as I said, no disrespect to Kamara Usman, but this is Canelo we're talking about. But moving forward, I will no longer be in that position. I can do more editions of the fight show, providing that the pay-per-views are big enough. And that the to give that some clarity, that will be all UFC pay-per-views, no matter what, moving forward. So that is very good news. And that's, just, that's the answer for guys that reached out to me about why there was no fight show last week weekend. Anyway, that's it for me and this edition of the EPL show. Good luck with all your bets as always. And thanks for listening.